Welcome to the Weekly Wisdom of Wise Bear, where each week we come together to share in a story, a quote, a moment that helps us distill the murky waters of life. I am your host, Tobias Neal, and I am honored to walk the path with you. Today, Wise Bearians, I want to talk to you about forgiveness. So I want to start out with a story. When I grew up, I was raised as kind of a a creaster, right? My mom went to church on Christmas and Easter. And that was kind of my first, I guess, exposure to uh, religion. And I, I eventually moved away from the Catholic church into a Protestant church, and I did it for a girl. That's for a story later. But my dad was an alcoholic, a drug user, but he also was kind of a gentle soul. But they got uh, divorced when I was seven, and you know, I kind of was uh, that after-school special, I, and I, some of you guys won't understand that reference, but growing up, uh, there was these little vignettes of shows, um, after-school specials, talking about things that kids had to deal with, and mine was having to wait for my dad to show up once they got divorced. I'd sit out on the porch, seven, eight years old, waiting for him to come and pick me up, and then he would show up, and he would be drunk. And my mom would not let me go with him, as good mom should. Uh, but I didn't understand that at the time. And as time went on, my dad moved away. Uh, he spent a lot of time with different people, other kids, um, stuff like that. And and I just grew more and more angry about the father that I didn't have. Uh, I remember there was a song called Cats in the Cradle that I actually wrote uh, the lyrics out and sent him a letter, express my feelings, right? I had a lot of anger towards him, a lot of frustration. And every time that I thought of him, uh, I was very, very angry, right? And I, and I just, you know, there's a whole host of feelings from like anger to, I guess, maybe even kind of looking down on him, you know, at him for his behaviors. I went to church, as I said, for a girl at one point, and there was a mechanism, you know, as I've gone on and learned more about psychology and different religions and whatnot, there was a mechanism there, right? And one of the things that was told to me was that, you know, Jesus said, you have to forgive somebody seven times 77. So I remember sitting in church and the pastor was talking about forgiveness and he said, you have to close your eyes and you just have to give it up. You have to give it up to God and let it go. I really felt strong enough to, to want to do that that I closed my eyes and I pretty much laid, you know, all of the anger and hatred and frustration and all that down. And I gave it up. When I did, I started crying. You know, I had tears coming down my face. Uh, Nobody obviously knew what was going on outside of me. This was just something that was going on inside of my soul. And when I thought about my dad, all the anger, all that hatred, all that frustration was gone, right? I no longer felt that way towards him. And I knew that like deep down I had forgiven him. Now, I'm going to caveat that with saying, I didn't forget, I didn't condone, uh, I didn't accept. But one of the things is that, and and even as we went on, him and I eventually connected later in life. And, you know, there was aspects there that were never going to happen. Like I, you know, obviously from a trust perspective, etc. But I knew at that point that while I didn't appreciate or understand or justify his behavior, it was acceptance of just who he was and that that power that I that was over me was gone. So what is, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what is forgiveness? How do we define it? Uh, what does religion and psychology have to say about it? Why is it important? 
should we always like forgive someone? First, I want to talk a little bit about how forgiveness is defined uh, from the Greater Good magazine, because I looked around for different definitions, and to be honest, uh, this is the one I like the most, and it says, psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group has harmed you, regardless of whether they deserve your forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing. I was reading through these different definitions. The one above mentioned some things that I wanted to highlight. Resentment and vengeance, and that forgiveness does not mean forgetting or condoning. Why is forgiveness hard? Right? Why don't we forgive people? Don Lickerman in Psychology Today wrote a couple things here that I thought was interesting, and it really resonated with me with the behavior that I had towards my dad. Right? So it said, we want to satisfy our sense of justice. So these are the reasons why we don't want to forgive. We want to satisfy our sense of justice. Even if we're not angry, we believe our offender does not deserve our forgiveness. We may find ourselves withholding it to avoid appearing to condone what they did. Second, forgiveness may feel like we're letting our offender off the hook without punishment. Even if we don't feel that forgiveness implies we condone the injustice committed against us to release our anger and forgive our offender may feel like letting them get away without being punished. And then we wish to harm we wish to harm as we've been harmed. Now this is a this is like a basic human they hurt me, I'm gonna hurt them back. An eye for an eye, right? And if we don't feel like we could actually deliver harm at that person, we may be, you know, harboring anger is the best op- second best option, right? They haven't apologized. We kind of feel like why should we offer them if they are not demonstrating to us that they're even sorry for what they did? I want to add a story to that. So when I first came down here to Florida, and I shared a little bit about this in a, a previous podcast, but I had a business and I came down here to Florida to begin to work with someone that was in the, in the same kind of business. We packed everything up and in our journeys down here, before we came down here, our storage was broken into. Uh, we lost probably about seven, eight years worth of stuff to some movers that we actually had, were trying to help out. And then we made it down here. We were here about two weeks. And so we'd used all of our money from selling the equipment from my previous job to uh, coming down here with less stuff. And we were here like two weeks. And I walked in and the boss was there and he said, hey, did you pray before you came down here? And now he was a quote unquote Christian. And I said, uh, well, yeah, we were, you know, we, we did our due diligence. We felt this is what the universe was telling us to do. And, and he said, well, I was having a conversation with God last night. And God told me that you're meant to be here in Florida, just not working here. And I thought he was joking. And, and he said, so, so yeah, so thanks. And I kind of, I mean, like the, this coldness came over me. Like I, and I just looked at him and I'm like, wait, are you serious? That's it. Like, I don't have a job. (laughs) And he said, well, you know, um, you'll be okay. God will figure it out. So just like that, we went from having a business to having no business, no money. I had to go to our landlord and explain to them that we weren't losers not to kick us out. We had to go on food stamps. Um, you know, at one point I went down, I'm a vet. So I went down to the VA uh, hospital and they even asked us if, like, if we were safe, um, like, did we have housing? And, and it was so humbling. All of those things, about forgiveness. You know, the sense of justice. I was like, what? What was interesting is a few weeks after that, I was talking to somebody, a mutual acquaintance, and he said, this guy like literally like let me go, went back to work. No, like no problems whatsoever. He didn't feel upset. He didn't feel like he did us wrong, nothing. And 
here I'm sitting every single day thinking about him, wishing bad things on him, wishing his business would like go under, uh, wishing I could punch him in his face, like all of these things, right? And so I was so, so angry and I realized, and it took several months, that I was still tied to him. I was carrying that anger. I was carrying that resentment. Uh, I had forged this link, this chain between us, and I was the only one keeping it going. Like he could care less one way or the other. So this leads me to the other, to the next part, right? Reasons why we should forgive. The Mayo Clinic brings some things into play, right? And some of these things we know, but it's like bring anger and bitterness into every relationship and new ex- into a new experience, right? We have a tendency when we can't forgive, we begin to see in a certain lens, we carry that stuff with us. We get so wrapped up in the wrong that you can't enjoy the present. We become depressed or anxious. Maybe we feel our life lacks meaning or purpose or that we're at odds with our spiritual beliefs. Now, believe it or not, this was kind of, for me, I consider myself a pretty good person and it takes a lot to to upset me and I'm like, I could not, like I, I consider myself not a violent person, but I was like, I was thinking just angry things towards this person. I'm like, who am I? Like it made me feel bad for feeling that way. You know, losing valuable and enriching connectedness with others, right? Now from a Buddhism standpoint, uh, Jack Cornfield, he's a practice, practicing Buddhist, and this is what he had to say, and I, and I kind of liked it. He said, you know, in Buddhist psychology, forgiveness is understood as a way to end suffering, to bring dignity and harmony to our life. Forgiveness is fundamentally for our own sake, for our own mental health. It is a way to let go of the pain we carry. And I, he shared this little example, and I think this is very true. He said, this is illustrated by the story of two ex-prisoners of war who meet after many years. When the first one asks, have you forgiven your captors yet? The second man answers, no, never. Well then, the first man replies, they still have you in prison. We may still be suffering terribly from the past, while those who betrayed us are on a vacation. It is painful to hate. Without forgiveness, we continue to perpetuate the illusion that hate can heal our pain and the pain of others. In forgiveness, we let go and find relief in our heart. How I see this is that, you know, when we're angry at somebody or a situation or something that happened to our past or a business deal, in, even during the day, like someone has wronged us in some way, this has a tendency to kind of sink deep down into our soul or mind. And this becomes the lens in which we view the world, right? The person, ourselves. Sometimes we feel that we're not worthy to be forgiven or who would we be without our anger, right? To be cut. I, this is kind of how I see this, to be cut a thousand times over and over long after the person or the situation is gone, right? We keep re-injuring ourselves. We keep thinking about the situation. We keep thinking about what we would say or what we would do or um, wishing things on this person. Like, But it's like constantly just those little cuts, little cuts, little cuts. We never heal from it. And so I think at some point we have to learn to forgive. It's one of the most powerful things I think for us to reclaim certain powers, right? So what are some of the ways or techniques uh, that can, we can use to forgive ourselves and others? Because often, you know, when we think about forgiveness, we think about forgiving other people, right? They've wronged us in some way and we want to forgive them. But sometimes we've done something that's either shameful or against some one of our values or one of our core values or something to that effect. And we have a hard time even forgiving, forgiving ourselves. So I'm going to share some things uh, that you can do, and 
some of these things work for both, right? Self-forgiveness or forgiving someone else. So the first thing that I came upon that I thought was kind of interesting, and if you're Hawaiian, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this. It's ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono. Hope I said that correctly, right? And it's defined as to set right or put things in order. And I looked up all over. Uh, I really wanted to find some authentic like Hawaiian folks that were saying what this was about uh, and what it's kind of turned into now. And the thing that it turned into now uh, is something that I actually use to help myself do some forgiveness. And I wanted to share how I used it. Maybe it'll help you. So the example that I saw is it's almost a mantra or prayer. And it says, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. For me, when I did this for something that I was trying to forgive myself for, I actually, you know, I'm a visual person and and I'm not I'm not going against like there's tons of different ways that people access things. I'm kind of a bend between logic and faith, so uh, I have no problems with like visualizing things. You know, we hear about stars or uh, sports stars that do it before a competition. So I do the same thing here. And so I imagined myself sitting and looking at a mirror. Right? So I'm looking at myself in a mirror, looking back at me. And as I'm looking at myself, uh, and this was in my mind's eye, I said, I am sorry for, and I gave my reasons for the issue that I was having. Right, You have to be specific. Like, what are you, what are you sorry for? Not just I'm sorry. You know? But if you can name what, you really, what really just challenged you. And then I said, please forgive me. So I'm basically asking myself to forgive me. Right? And then, thank you, and I love you. And as I did that, I imagined standing up and walking forward and embracing myself. And this, like, powerful kind of blue energy engulfed me. And when it passed, I was whole. Right? And that, for me, that visual helped find forgiveness for that issue. I really needed to look at myself and say, I'm sorry for these things that I did and to offer forgiveness and to thank my, I guess, thank you to myself without sounding crazy. And that I loved it. Like I loved myself. I was able to, to say, even with that mistake, right? Second, as I shared at the very beginning, and you'll see this in a lot of, uh, which I thought was interesting when I did a lot of research on forgiveness, it's largely quoted a lot in Christianity as far as Jesus talking about forgiveness, um, pretty much even to the point where he was crucified, he said, forgive them, Lord, they, they know not what they do, right? Even at the point of his death, he was asking for forgiveness. So it's a, it's a big thing there, and it's usually talked a lot about in church. And so for me, that when I found that initially with my dad, that's what I did, is sometimes we can't, I guess, feel that we can forgive ourselves. But if we offer up true contrition, this word basically means to be really remorseful and penitent, penitent I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but you understand. It's, it's it's saying that you really do feel bad for it. You can't just say, well, yeah, I'm sorry I did this. But you have to really feel like you really do feel bad for what you did. And in this case, accepting God's forgiveness and truly accept that it's been received and we are freed of it so that we can kind of find our own self-forgiveness, right? So we give it up. That's what I did there. I, I basically said, I don't want to carry this anymore. I don't want this to be a part of me anymore. Uh, I don't want this chain to be there anymore. I'm giving it up. I'm done. I, I'm mentioning these things in religion, and I know some of my listeners are are they don't believe, and that's okay. This to me again is a way or a tool that people of faith can use to get there. Now, psychology. Next one here, psychology today. Here's what they 
have said as a way to find forgiveness, right? First, and also what I think is interesting, think about how they kind of echo to even things of faith, right? Because I think the mechanism is the same in our heads and our hearts. It says, own what you've done, like really own and take responsibility for it. Understand why you did it, right? What circumstances, learn from that mistake so as not to repeat it, make amends, right? And amends is going out and actually like, if you can, apologizing to the person or to yourself, right? And then atonement, uh, which is, it's reparations. So it's not self-punishment. It's meant to actually take some sort of act forward to repair the slight or the hurt. And then apply the lessons learned and then forgive yourself. This is this is their steps to that. Forgiving someone else. Now, this is this also kind of bends into the other things. So accept, this is, I think this is the biggest thing that we have to accept. This was the hardest thing for me for that situation I was telling you about coming down here in the business is you have to accept that they might not care or they may not even know they harmed you. Like to them, it was just another day. And in some cases, you have circumstances where those people are no longer in your life. Those people could be random strangers if some very bad stuff happened to you. It's not about them. It's about you. It's about being able to take some power back and to release that chain that you're holding, that line that you're holding to that other person or situation. So we're not looking for their agreement or even their input. I mean, if you have it is great. But I I think when I sat down with that person and I said, yeah, look at this and look at what happened. He's yeah, he doesn't feel, it doesn't even, it didn't even register on him that he did all that to us. To him, it was nothing. And so I had to realize, but I'm still sitting here, I'm still sitting here in, not in punishment, but, you know, just feeling bad about the whole situation. I'm like, I, he doesn't care. I got to let it go. So we are looking to free ourselves for bonds and chains that remain and link us to the event. So here are some of the things that I kind of liked, and I've used a few. And in addition to the ho'oponopono, huh, the giving it up or the psychology stuff, which also works the same way. Ho'oponopono, you could say something along, uh, imagine that person saying to you, I am sorry for this, please forgive me. Like sometimes you're going to have to take the place of that person and and that's the best you're going to get is to have them as if they're talking to you saying that they're sorry for what they did. Uh, They're asking for your forgiveness. Beyond that, uh, I like this one, writing it out in a letter. Now, be careful with this. Because what I, I, I'm a writer, so I love you know, getting my feelings out on paper. I think that is cathartic, and so I encourage people to do it. So you have to measure something here. If you really want to, and it's, it's a deep hurt or a big hurt, you know, write it out. It's, say everything you wanted to say. Express all the anger. Express everything out in those words. Where we run into a problem is then people want to mail those letters or show those letters. And it's almost they think that they're going to get something from it. And, I, you know, actually, it just remind me of a Jerry Springer episode. And I'll get back to that in just a minute. But after you write that letter, find a, a safe place to do it, either symbolically like out at, in a fire pit or something like that. Uh, or, you know, somewhere safe that you're not going to burn your house down. But once you write all those feelings down, burn it. Like let it go up in flames. And as that is being destroyed, just imagine that's you letting that go. All those words, all that that you've carried is is the wind. It's being freed up. It's gone. And really getting to, to touch base on the Jerry Springer thing, there was an episode where this lady was like bullied in high school and she spent her entire life 
like plastic surgery, going to the gym, all these things so that she could confront her, some, some guy from high school that, that she felt wronged her, right? And it was like 20 years later and they had him on the show. He didn't really know why he was there. She came out and she's, look at what you've done. Now, now what do you think? Now what do you think? And he couldn't really remember who she was. And I thought about that and I was like, that is tragic. That is tragic. Not only was she bullied and hurt that way, but it's tragic that she carried that with the, for the rest of her, like she defined her time here to try to prove something to the guy and the guy didn't even know who she was. So just be, just, I guess, be mindful of that. It's not a place to carry these things. For me, I wanted to kind of take control back and I was tired of letting someone else who honestly didn't even care kind of hold power over me. That's me. I'm kind of stubborn like that. So I was just tired of it. Like I was tired of feeling like crap every time I thought about the situation or every time I was sitting here going, oh my God, like I was just tired and I don't like when people have that. So to me, I kind of saw it as this energy pounding on me. Like like if we were in a fight and someone's just like, boom, 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 just like swinging, and just pounding on me. And I read this book on Aikido and he actually uses Aikido in the way of handling people, not as in like the martial arts, but he used it in kind of a mental way. And I kind of liked it as he said, you know, in Aikido, they use someone's energy against them and they redirect it. So right now, when you're chained to that person and you're thinking about that person, that person or situation has the power. You don't because it's, it's still, it almost puts you as the victim, right? And, and you may have been, but what I'm saying is that you'll be a victim forever because it's still pounding on you long after the situation is done. What I saw it was... I'm going to redirect. So this this force is coming at me and I'm going to kind of flow with it and I'm going to take that energy and I'm going to give it back. And I'm not going to give it back in a hostile way. I'm going to like redirect it and take the power back by letting it go. So I take it in and I'm making gestures here in front of the mic that you can't see, but I took it in, I flowed with it and then I opened my arms, I opened my hands, I opened my heart and I just said, back at you like it's done and I let it go when I did that I was no longer upset about the situation like it happened it occurred I would never trust this person ever again but when I thought of him I didn't think of him in anger I didn't think I wanted to burn his business to the ground like I was like yep it was a part of my life it is what it is it it was what it was I can take that experience and look at it and go what did it do for me what am I going to do with it? But I'm done letting that situation have the power. And so th that worked for me. So now to our questions. Now to the, our questions. Think of those that have wronged you. When you do that, take notice of yourself when you think of these people and what feelings arise. What feelings are you carrying still? It could be decades down. You think of that person and you're still like, hmm. Look to those reasons above that I mentioned at the very beginning about why you might not want to forgive those people. But once you've looked at those things, because you might never get an apology, you may want to hurt them. Maybe they got off without any, you know, anything at all. But at that point, I want you to see how that person or situation still has power. The fact that it still is invoking that emotion. So then what techniques can you use to forgive them or to forgive yourself? You can look at some of these. There's These are some pretty good examples, but also, you know, there are a lot of, I guess, different things out here. I particularly like these, but they take, they take time and they take work. 
And then if you have forgiven somebody, like if you've truly forgiven somebody and you've known it in your heart, what technique has worked for you for, for you before? How did you feel after? Now, I think I want to just touch on that a little bit. In the stuff that I talked about, when I thought about my dad or I thought about the business down here, I, I can't say that I felt better. I didn't go, gosh, jolly geez, guys, I'm, I love you all. I didn't feel that way. Right. So that's not what forgiveness is about. It doesn't mean you're suddenly going to like wake up and you're going to feel like sunshine and flowers towards these people. But what it did do is it negated the anger that I had. It negated that. And I could see the situation differently, dispassionately. And I, and I was no longer tied to it. Right. And in some cases with my dad, that helped with a relationship later. Like we were never close, but as he came closer, like probably here, I'm now in my forties, I'd say probably he's passed on. Um, he just recently, well, recently passed on a few years back, but up to that point when I had forgiven him, I understood, I understood him and accepted him for what he was. And so that allowed me, like, I remember people calling me and going, Hey, um, you know, can you talk to him about this? And I said, look, I, this is who he is. Like I, he's not going to change for anybody. That's, this is literally who, what his spirit is right now. So you either just got to be with him or, you know, or not. And, and, and the flip, there was a couple times that he was like, well, maybe I'll come down and live with you guys. And I was like, eh, that's not, you know, <laughs> that's probably not the best for any of us. Right. But I was still able to see past that to the man. Right. So that's just, that's one example of it. And then remember, one does not have to accept or condone or even reconcile, though in some cases that can lead to even greater feelings, right? You don't have to, but sometimes reconciling with someone and making that connection, like I did with my dad, could be better, right? But that's up to you. Uh, But take back power, right? Find peace within so that you can have peace throughout your life. Because that's what, if you can find peace with the situation, that bleeds out into the rest of the world and you can find some peace in your relationships, you can find some peace in the people you interact with you know, the work, uh, life, right? So I want to thank you again for being a part of this community. This has been and is an amazing ride from the last time that we talked till now. Uh, I found out that I was, I was led to, to know today that apparently I'm number one in Indonesia for philosophy, which, um, I think is amazing, uh, to be honest, because here I am in this small little office, um, sharing my heart and hoping that it helps somebody and, and somehow someone on the other side of the world is listening. Uh, so I, I just want to tell you guys, everyone of you, how amazing uh, and humbling it is to have you guys along for the ride. So uh, thank you so much for taking time and listening to this. And, and like I said, as always, I wish and hope and pray that whatever I may share uplifts you, uplifts someone else in your life uh, that makes it good for you. So if you enjoyed this, please follow, subscribe, uh, become a wise barian. I love it. I'm trying to see if I can make some t-shirts with that. Uh, And I'm just truly honored to be on this journey with you. All right. So we'll see you next week. Thank you.